worship in the world is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions as we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. to
Let us pray. God, you are the giver of all good gifts. And we pause to give you thanks for this day, for this breath, for this body, allowing us to feel and experience life. And as we show ourselves today in this space, we admit that some of us are struggling. We are worried by many things and we come to you, God, hungry for a good word hungry for your direction in our lives. Amen. Let us stand and sing together.
prayer of admission can be found inside of your program. The prayer of admission allows us to acknowledge our sins and shortcomings before God and to seek forgiveness and reconciliation. Ultimately, admission and confession is a way of humbling ourselves before God and acknowledging our dependence on God. It's an act of faith, trust, and obedience, one that brings us closer to God. So let us all get closer to God by saying the prayer of admission together in our program followed by a moment of silence. Jesus, we ask that you be our vision. We confess that we often miss the mark. We don't hear your call, or worse, we refuse to follow. We take each other for granted. We take you for granted. Forgive us, we pray. Family, there is good news. We are forgiven by the blood of Jesus. We are forgiven. Rest assured and be assured we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. So we have these um, paper calendars on really nice paper that Maria made um, at the back. If you want one, it's just a good way to see what all's about to come in September. And there's a general one that's out and then there's a youth-specific one um, that um, we'll have out next Sunday for you all. But Tiny Theologians, so seven to 11-year-olds, you guys are meeting up at 11.40 today. You can find our scripture reading today in your program. I'm reading from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter four, verses 18 through 22. Listen now for God's word for you. As Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, and they were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately, 
They left their nets and they followed Jesus. And then as he went from there, Jesus saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in the boat with their father Zebedee, and they were mending their nets. And Jesus called out to them, and immediately they too left the boat and their father, and they followed him. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. The title of today's sermon is Ready to Jump. Jesus asks us to drop our nets and follow him, and the disciples do. There's no pause between Jesus extending the invitation and the disciples' response, no pause. Which I don't know about you, but I find that hard to believe. Last week I mentioned that a church member paused when I asked them the question, why Jesus, for them, why Jesus? Jesus. And I like the pause. I applauded his pause because it tells me that his answer is intentional. It's thoughtful. It's not just some rote answer that somebody else taught him to say. So in my book, pauses are important. And yet with Jesus, when he calls these disciples, there is no pause. Jesus says, follow me. And immediately, you notice that word? Immediately they leave their nets and they follow him. Do you guys think that that word immediately could mean something different in that context, you know? Like we're just uh, reading in our language interpretation that it means this very instance. Like maybe for the author, Matthew, immediately meant the same day or the same week, you know, to give enough time for these boys to, to tell their dad that they're about to leave behind the family business, for them to come up with an alternate plan. At least, you know, to go say goodbye to some friends, to meet up, you know, at the, at the water well and say goodbye, to send word home to their mamas. You know, you know and I know that some mamas and grandmamas, they would have been so mad if they learned their boys just took off with some stranger, this man named Jesus. Surely there was a pause, even if just a brief one for these young men to consider how this decision would change their lives. There's always a pause after a big ask, or at least in my opinion, there should be. A fundraising expert once taught me that when you make an ask for money, when you, when you try to invite someone into something you're really passionate about, she says, after you make the ask, you have to be quiet for an entire minute. Y'all know me. She made me do it and it was really hard. She timed me and I just had this urge. I wanted to fill that awkward space by speaking. She said, nah, that full moment is crucial to give space for the question to marinate, for someone to even have a chance to formulate a thoughtful response. I'm gonna make a big ask of you this morning. I heard the gulps. I'm asking you, to be a part of this community, to take ownership of its well-being. I'm gonna ask you to give some of your hard-earned money to support this church. But first, we gotta talk about water slides. Who here likes a water slide? Okay, good, this is, I'm in good company. I know, I know some of you like water slides because 
I was hanging out with the tiny theologians and we were imagining what heaven is like. And one of them leaned over and said, Pastor Don, you think there's water slides in heaven? And I'm too smart to answer those questions now. So I said, what do you think? And she said, oh, for sure. She said, they're so fun. You know, there's gonna be water slides all over in heaven. I said, you know, there's no way we'll know for sure until we get there ourselves, but I sure am hoping that you're right and that there are water slides in heaven because they're so fun and exhilarating and freeing. All right, show of hands, who has been on a water slide like in the past year? Less of us, okay. So I'm gonna take a moment and just refresh our memories, walk through what it's like to go down a water slide. There are several steps. The first is you have to decide that you wanna go. I call this the gut check, you know? If you're walking around a water park and you see this massive water slide, you have to decide if you wanna go down. And peer pressure's a thing, I'll acknowledge that, but ultimately the choice is yours. And if you say yes, then you have to measure up your height. Y'all remember that? Especially if you're a kid, you gotta find that wooden plank that has all the markings on it. And then you gotta make sure the tip top of your hair passes the limit so that you can go down the slide. And then a lot of slides, they uh, require tubes, inflatable tubes, right? So you gotta find the place that has all the inflatable tubes and you just don't want any tube, right? If you're like me, you're getting in there. You're trying to see which one has holes. You're, you're squeezing it to hear if any air is coming out. You wanna make sure you've got a firm tube. You're trying to decide if, if this particular water slide has just single tubes or double tubes or triple tubes. You get the right tube. And then what do you do? You climb the stairs. Now, some people can't stand being in a line. That's me. Like I look for the water slides where there is no line so I can just go right up, jump, go down and repeat again. But I know there are others of you that actually kind of like the line. Maybe it's not so much that you like standing in a line, but you like having just a little bit of time, you know, to consider the slide, to kind of get ready for what you're about to do. When you get to the top, who's there? A lifeguard, you know, doing this little motion with their whistle. There's a a lifeguard at the top of the water slide and one at the bottom. And you're looking, you're waiting for them to give you the ceremonial nod to let you know that it's safe to jump and slide on down. But before you go, there's a final step. There's a pause. There's a moment where you get to take a deep breath And then when you're ready, you jump. And oh, it's like a a TikTok moment. You know, that that immediate rush when you are on the tube and you're headed down and the, the wind is in your hair and you're gliding around corners, you might as well be flying. And then when you splash at the end of the water slide, you hold your breath and then you come up for air and you can't even hold back a smile. You're picking up the tube and getting in line again. All right, what if I told you that giving money to the church is the same as going down a water slide? Do you believe me? Here's how it goes. The first step is deciding you wanna go down the water slide. That is you deciding if this community is for you. So if this is your first time at Downtown Church this morning, you are solidly at step one. Like you're just checking us out, trying to figure out what the heck just happened with Holy Interruption. 
We've always said that downtown church is for anyone. We will welcome any person that walks through these doors, but we are not for everyone. Not everybody is gonna like our style of preaching or music or the house music as you come in. And that's okay. But if you find yourself getting up on a Sunday morning and just you feel excited a little bit to come to church, a downtown church, the chances are you are going down the slide. The second step is measuring up. And this means you kind of take stock of your life and your finances, what you have to give. And I wanna be really clear right now that there are seasons in our life, there have been seasons in my life where it was not smart to give, where that would have been extending beyond my means. That's what I'm talking about when you're measuring up, you're taking stock. Some of us do measure up though. Some of us don't have to check our bank accounts when we go out for a meal. We can give some dollars to causes we care about. All right, the third step is getting your raft. Y'all know what that is? That's the data. It's not enough to just know your own personal finances. You have to know what does the church need? What is the church budgets? In order to make a meaningful contrib- contribution, you have to know about the church. And so our staff, they did some hard work and they put it on this QR code, ready to jump. And it gives you some of the data. It tells you that our budget, in order to do worship and care for the community in the ways that we do, it's over a million dollars, y'all. And our budget, it's growing year after year to accommodate the, the people that just keep coming in. The more chairs we have to put out, we get to put out. All right, the fourth step is the climbing of the stairs. And that's our time to plan. So some of us are like me and we don't wait in lines. I don't need a lot of time to plan. It's both like a really wonderful thing about me and maybe the worst thing ever, right? I just run on up and jump on down. Some of you are there too. Some of you are like, cool, give me the link. I'll set up a recurring gift today and we thank you. Most people aren't like me though. Most people are like, I need a minute, you know? Like I'm gonna call up my spouse. I'm gonna call up my financial advisor. I just, I need to reallocate some resources to make sure I'm given meaningfully And often I find it's those people who take a little extra time to plan that are able to give the most meaningful gifts. We get that. All right, so the fifth step is the lifeguard. Can anybody guess who the lifeguard is? Jesus. (laughs) Jesus is the one saying the coast is clear. Jesus is the one telling us it's worth it for us to lean into the community to share our resources and to be a part of building something bigger than ourselves. You know, when I'm going down a water slide, I am trusting my life to this teenager to make sure that the coast is clear. And the disciples, they were trusting their entire livelihood to Jesus, someone they just met. So when you and I, when we give money to the church, we trust Jesus with our dollars which I will say in our society, it's countercultural. It makes zero sense. That instead of spending money elsewhere where our culture would say, yeah, put savings here, invest here, do this and that, buy this outfit. Instead of that, we're answering the question from Jesus, will you follow me? And then the final step, the deep breath, the pause the bounce from our feet, the pressing send or placing a check in the wooden basket by the doors. When you let go, you jump and you slide down. And it's a thrill. 
wind in your hair, you are building something bigger than yourself, bigger than you can even imagine to affect the people beside you, both friends and strangers alike and people that'll walk through these doors 10 years from now. I wonder, have you ever been sitting here after a song is played by our musicians and you hear an audible sigh? Has that ever happened to you? Like someone else has been so moved by the music, it mattered to them. I wonder if you've, you've um, heard the sniffles during a sermon. We don't try to make people cry, Charles, right? That's not our intent, just happens sometimes, you know? But if you've heard those sniffles and you, you don't know that person, you don't know what's going on in their lives, but it just seems like God just crept in and got real personal for them and the word of God mattered to them? Has that ever happened to you? And sometimes you're like, hmm, I'm glad that mattered for them because it mattered for me too. You're connected to somebody you may even not know. Have you ever heard our kids? Which for some reason they're being real quiet right now. I was hoping they would just scream right at this moment, you know? Have you ever heard our kids when they come in here and they just light up with energy and they start running all over the place because they know this church belongs to them? It's for them. This community is for them. Jesus is for them. We stay true to our baptismal promises to pray for and nurture and celebrate each other through every stage of our lives. And so you and I, we're leaving our fingerprints on everything that matters to us. And we are responsible to keep this community around, to benefit people beyond our reach, beyond ourselves. We have to listen to the call from Jesus when he says, it's time, it's time to do more. You know, scholars, they disagree on whether or not these first disciples, these two sets of brothers, saw Jesus perform a miracle, like maybe catch a whole net of fish or heal someone. The scholars disagree on whether or not they saw something like this. And I like to think that maybe they did see who Jesus is because it makes it way more believable to me that they would walk away from their father, from their business, from their livelihood to follow him. It makes more sense to me if they have seen the miraculous powers of Jesus, but it's possible that they didn't. That's pretty mysterious to me that their early adapter energy just was this quickness to run on up the water slide and jump on down, skipping over a whole bunch of important steps. We don't have to be the same at downtown church. That's never the goal. Some of us are gonna take our time climbing those steps. Some of us are still waiting at the measuring height thing. This will never be a church, never ever, that stratifies people based on their material gifts. And... We also can't exist unless people ask ourselves, are we giving in response to what we're receiving? Are we caring for this community in meaningful ways? So here's the question. Will you jump? Will you be a part of growing this church? Will you follow Jesus wherever he decides we are about to go. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.
before you today reminded that Jesus called upon his disciples to leave their fishing nets and follow him, called upon the disciples to jump. We ask that you also call upon all people to follow you, all that are looking to lead a life that are pleasing to you. We are thankful for the jumpers in our lives and for the times that we have jumped. Help us to be willing to leave behind anything that might hinder us from following you. We pray for those who need space, who need to take a minute, who need a pause. We pray for those who need to consider whatever it is they are doing in life. We pray for those who are in need of a deep breath just to remember that what it means to follow Jesus. Holy God, we pray for them today, for them all people, regardless of where they are, whatever they are going through. We are them and they are us and we are in this together. Remind us that as we jump and as we grow and as we walk and as we climb and as we slide, that you get the glory through all of that and it is all for you. We pray for those who need to see Jesus and sometimes the only Jesus they'll get to see is that light that shines through us. Help us to have the courage to answer your call and to live a life of purpose and a life of meaning. We pray that we hear your voice and we follow you and that we may all experience the love and grace that you offer and find the strength and comfort in your presence. And may we all be united in our faith and love for you. And now hear us as we pray together the prayer that your son Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Please stand with me, family, and let's read the affirmation of faith together, which you will find in your program. Family, what? do you believe? I believe in God the Father Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Please remain standing and sing with us. 
I know it's not easy, but it can be fun. It can be fun to follow Jesus together here. So as you go from this place, may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the interruption of that Holy Spirit may it be with you and with all those you love and with all those nobody loves. Go in God's peace. Amen. 
If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.